Coming to you live from downtown Brooklyn. It's America's downtown. This is Brooklyn Paper Radio. We're back. That's right. After a, a one-week hiatus. We had a little hiatus for one week, Johnny. I guess we did. That's my producer, Johnny yeah, hey. Cunin, sometimes known as Jimmy. How you doing? How's it going? <laughs> Good. You, you working with me here? I'm trying. Brooklyn Paper Radio, as you know, sponsored by our good friends at Village Care Max. That's right. Live the life you want to live. Who's our other sponsor? That would be Dr. Joseph, Joseph Lichter. Lichter. Uh, Lichter's here. Dr. Joseph Lichter. And, oh, we're going uh-huh. to try out a new sponsor today. That's right. Just for a little while, South Transmissions. All right. Sounds but we'll good get to into me. That. We'll get into that later. We I, got want, a very I want to know why Johnny is sometimes called Jimmy. Sometimes known as Jimmy. <laughs> I want to know, too, Because actually. it's very confusing. Uh, okay. you got a guy named Johnny, and sometimes you call him Jimmy. It happens. Uh, I guess so. It just happens. And that, the voice you just heard was the voice <laughs> of Justin Brennan. Justin Brennan, of course, is the new, or soon to be, new council person from uh, Bay Ridge... Diker Heights. What else? What other neighborhoods you like to Bath talk about? Beach and uh, parts of Benson. Everyone loves to Bath Beach. Yeah. When we don't mention Bath Beach, if we mention it incorrectly, if we call it something else in the newspaper, we get lots of phone calls. Yeah, they're proud. Lots of phone calls from the Bath Beach people. The Good. Bath Beach people. They're paying people. attention. Yeah, they are, and they want to make sure that we know what their neighborhood is. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got to be clear on that. And now, Fort, do you consider Fort Hamilton a neighborhood or an army base or a high school? <laughs> it's an army base it's and a high school. I don't consider it a neighborhood. No, it's me a, neither. Yeah, I, yeah. I technically grew up in Fort Hamilton because I grew up on 99th Street, but I've nev- no one I know have ever, has ever called it Fort Hamilton as a neighborhood. I always like to throw this one out there. My dad grew up on 59th Street. And that was Bay Ridge back then. It was Bay Ridge, but he called it Blythebourne because that was the name of the post office. It was called the uh, Blythebourne okay. Station. No kidding. You can look it up. It's all there. That's like Beachwood 45789. I don't know. Yeah. Transylvania 65000. <laughs> One of those things. I don't know. All right. Well, listen, if you don't know who Justin Brandon is, I did write down. I wrote some stuff down. Oh, boy. I, try to get, I try to get everything Whenever together. Whenever you here. write things down, it worries me. Ben. No, it's, it's nerve-wracking. All right. He's the former director of communications and legislative affairs for soon-to-be former councilman Vincent Gentili, right? Right. We already said you're the newly elected councilman from Bay Ridge. Uh, you're about 40 years old, 39, 40? 39. 39, I was right, right on to, are you looking forward to 40? I don't care. Yeah, it happens. I don't, I don't really mind losing my hair, getting old, it happens, what are you going to do? You know what, I did Rogaine. <laughs> I did it, I started when I was like 27, it worked out for a long time, it worked pretty well. It hasn't done me any good. No. No. Well, you lost your hair in like high school. That's true. That's a long Minoxidil, story. Minoxidil, it's, it's a scam. All right, well, listen, let's get back to Justin. Enough about my hair. He attended uh, Fordham University for a little while before graduating from the College of Staten Island, where he studied journalism and mass media. Am I correct? Yes. All right, I just, I just want to be sure on this. We've got to check the facts. That's why we're here. That's what we do at Brooklyn Paper Radio. All right, he was a founding member of two hardcore bands, uh, Most Precious Blood and Indecision. Yes. In which order? Indecision was first. Indecision was first, and then Most Precious Blood second. So let's get that straight. All right, now, was, is Most Precious Blood a church somewhere in Brooklyn? Do we yeah, there's a couple of churches named Most Precious Blood. That's a nice name for a church. That's, that's why my kid, I took my kid to uh, Zavarian to check out the middle school program. That's my alma mater. There you go. So, did, did, well, you didn't have the, uh, he's yeah. going into junior high. So they have the Genesis program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So we took him there. And where, oh, well, my wife is uh, Lutheran. I'm okay. Catholic. You know, Demon Sally, what are you going to do? So... Uh, but we go to Lutheran churches. The deal was she'd take my last name, we raise the kid Lutheran. <laughs> That's a good deal. That's a good yeah. deal, right? Sure. So we worked that out. So now we go to the you know, the Lutheran church is very, you know, while the mass, so to speak, they call it a service, very much the same as a Catholic mass, but you know, little differences like when you walk into the church, Jesus isn't necessarily hanging up on the cross. Is that the difference? There's, a, there's just a cross. Okay. And, or maybe there's just a big Jesus dancing off to heaven, but he's not on the he's not on the cross. The Catholic Church is on the cross. And the first thing my son noticed when we went to Zavarian to look around at all the different classrooms was, there's a lot of Jesus is hanging around here. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, am I going to have to do like lots of Jesus stuff? And I'm like, well, I don't know. You'd have to ask. So he did ask, and it turns out, yes. <laughs> yes, he'll be oh, doing... It's Catholic high school. There's lots of Jesus stuff. So uh, we, don't know, we don't know how that's going to work out, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. So uh, after graduating, you worked at Bear Stearns. Yes. With this happened. Listen to this. Well, this hold I, on. Just I don't, let's just play this. <laughs> just play it out. Just play it. Can you do it? Time to be an academic. It is time to get on the Bear Stearns oh, call. Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> open the darn Fed window. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. He has no idea 
Kramer. I have talked to the heads of almost every single one of these firms in the last 72 hours, and he has no idea what it's like out there. None! <laughs> and Bill Poole has no idea what it's like out there. My people have been in this game for 25 years, and they are losing their jobs, and these firms are going to go out of business, and he's nuts! They're nuts! They know nothing! That was Jim Kramer. I remember that well. <laughs> That's the only episode I ever watched, <laughs> but I've watched it like a thousand times. Like at least yeah, but he was. That was him saying Bear wasn't going under, right? Well, what happened was like two days before, somebody had asked him if Bear Stearns, if he should get out of Bear Stearns now, and he was like, "No, that's crazy! Don't get out of Bear Stearns." And then that episode, he was trying to not not necessarily make amends, but he was like, "Things were going bad." Right, you know, and he was saying the answer was to open up to basically lower the interest rate again. Oh, okay, and like that was going to be the answer, but that wasn't going to be the end. They could have lowered the interest. They could have lowered the interest rate to zero, which eventually they did. Yeah, but that didn't save Bear Stearns. Bear Stearns. But you had nothing to do with that. I was a lowly clerk when when all that happened. <laughs> Were you there when it closed? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. What was that like? It was scary. A lot of people losing their jobs. Were you working in this building? I think we had Bear Stearns in this building. No, or, I was in Manhattan. You were in Manhattan. Three eighty three Madison. Man, that must have been. That been tough. Did it ever happen to you, John? You ever lose your job? Recently, I lost my first job. Which what? What was, was that? Coaching basketball. They just fired you. They didn't you rehire didn't have, me. You, I went undefeated, and they didn't rehire me. How do you? They like didn't it? bring you back. They Four just did, they didn't renew your. Later. They didn't renew your contract. Like, they wanted like, a couple of losses. <laughs> That's right. We didn't lose <laughs> enough. Now Kramer Seinfeld too, right? Same same guy. No, <laughs> no, Johnny. Okay, <laughs> he's not the same guy. All right, all right. Getting back to getting back to Justin. He's uh, married to. How do you pronounce your wife's name? Lee? Lee. Lee Jewel Holiday. Yeah. It's a nice uh, name. And you guys started yeah. the art room after the whole Bear Stearns thing. Yep. Right? That's a fine art school for uh, children in Bay Ridge. You can go. Kids can do some artwork there. Yep. Lots of fun. Um, let's see. He was the founder and president of the Bay Ridge Democrats. Yes. Where I was a speaker one night. One night I showed uh, up. Oh, we did the gerrymandering thing? I forget. How, it was a long time ago. Me yeah. and Gersh showed up. And <laughs> my former partner, who I love. Hey, we miss Gersh. I love him. You know, I love his fine family. Is he like the Jackie Martling of this gang? I wish him the best. <laughs> no, he's the Craig Carton. Uh-huh. That's rough. Kind so. of, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who knows? Maybe he'll call in. I don't know. I'm in love with Gersh Kunzman. Yeah, that happens. If he calls in, what happens, though? We got a new thing for people to call in. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. L- listen, the, the last thing you need to know about Justin Brown, by yeah, the please. way, is uh, he was named in uh, 2015 to the Brooklyn Papers 15 to watch. I was? In 2015. Oh, that's right, I was. Back I was. in 2015. You had which, to watch me for a couple of years. You just had to watch you two years. <laughs> so there were a lot of so eyes really on keep you. Keep your eye on yeah, me. Yeah, from when that happened, very early in, in 2015 <laughs> until we, we, had, we had eyes on him. That's great. Right? Did you feel it? Can you feel I the did. heat? I did. Everywhere I go, I felt the eyes. <laughs> you feel the heat. So we're going to try something new for this show. We have a new phone number that you could call if you want to call in, maybe a little later, not right now. Not right now. Not right now, because we've got some other stuff to deal with, but you want to call in. The phone number is going to be 718-260-TEAS. TEAS, that's spelled <laughs> How do you T-E-A-Z, spell that? T-E-A-Z, T-E-A-Z, T's in Tom. E is in Easter. I don't know. A. Apple. And Z. Doesn't xylophone start with an X? That's an X. Yeah. yeah it's not so, all right. T's. That's zebra. Eight, zebra. It's zebra. 8329. 8329. This can only end badly. Only, of course. <laughs> how, how else could it end? So, I want to welcome uh, Justin Brown into the show. Do you guys uh, validate parking here? Yeah. Where did you Where did you park? Across the street. In the Marriott? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> is there an, is there a place where you would have validated? <laughs> well, I could. There's a parking lot downstairs where I could have swiped for you on the uh, way out. All right, all right. All right. I could have snuck next you time, out. Next episode, <laughs> something like. <laughs> I don't. I could get in a lot of trouble for that, so we'll we'll try not to do it. So now, your last name is Brannon. I have a tough time with it because everybody wa- I want to say Brennan, Bran, but it's Brannon. Right. But it's not Bannon. <laughs> no. There's no relation to Steve Bannon. <laughs> Thankfully, no. But your Wikipedia page says that you're Italian-American. I, I am. Explain. So the Brandon name is actually um, from, like, Civil War-era uh, Americana, I guess. So um, I have, you know, uh, ancestors who fought in the Civil War, and that's where the name comes from. So I guess it's basically a mix of Irish, English, that kind of thing. That's where I get the name from, but my all my grandparents on both sides, uh, except for the guy I got the name from, are Italian. And what were, the, what were their last names? Napoli, Schiavone. We got a Napoli here. Salamone, Pirelli, mm. yeah, and Brennan. 
So you're very proud of your Italian American heritage, I sure. Think. Yeah. But how long have you, how long have your family been in the country? Very long time. Goes goes back to. Yeah, I mean Ellis for the Italians, Ellis Island, and then for before that, back like before the Civil War. Even oh, before and the you, Great War. And you grew up in Bay Ridge. Can you just tell us about your, your coming up? Just give us something yeah, to work so off, I and then we'll go from there. Sure, sure. I grew up in Bay Ridge. I grew up in an apartment building on uh, Shore Road. My mother still lives there. Um, and um, I went to uh, public school until high school. I went to Zavarian. Never was really interested in politics growing up. I was in a band. We did a lot of touring. And then I think after um, we stopped touring... Um, you know, I just kind of, I guess absence made the heart grow fonder. I fell back in love with the neighborhood and started, you know, I decided I was going to stay in the neighborhood. I started getting really involved in the community and one thing led to another and now I'm uh, the councilman elect. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of things happened in between. Yada, yada, yada. yada. (laughs) You don't just become the councilman. You started, you know, with, with the club. I mean, that was the first, I guess, contact we kind of had, I think, was was through the club. Did, were you working... Did you have the club first, and then you worked through Yeah, uh, I had the Vinny? club... I had the club first, and then I worked for Vinny. Um, I was looking to, you know, after the, the um, you know, Wall Street fell apart, I was looking for... That was sort of a, a blessing for me, because it was... It opened up a whole lot of new opportunities, and thinking about doing stuff I would have maybe not have done, and um, I just decided to, you know, start, start looking around in the community. I went to, like, a couple of the civic groups, a couple of the local political clubs, and I just felt like an outsider. I didn't feel like they were very welcoming or they were really interested in new blood. So I ended up starting my own. I started my own political club. And, um, you know, uh, 2010, I mean, it's crazy how, how far the neighborhood's come in seven, eight years. I mean, 2010, Bay Ridge Democrats, there were like four of us, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, people used to say it was an oxymoron, Bay Ridge Democrat, right? <laughs> um, so um, that, was, that was always a thing with like, I mean, I've been covering, when I started the Brooklyn paper, I was the Bay Ridge reporter. That was in 1996. Right, I remember that. Yeah. We and had the office on Fifth Avenue. We had an office over on Fifth Avenue. That was, when I was there, it was used mostly for um, uh, delivery I mean, we would be in there once in a while. Right. At some point, they had closed the 26 Court Street office to, um, to, to refurbish it, and everyone moved to Bay Ridge. So that was right before I started. And by the time I started, everything was back at 26 uh, okay, Court. Right, right. And uh, we still had the Bay Ridge office, which we had for, you know, probably until the, the late, Late nineties, early, mid- and it was broad, mid- it was gigantic. I remember it was like broadsheet, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. still well, it's yeah. still broadsheet. Oh, right. Just the Brooklyn smaller, paper, is. Brooklyn yeah, paper, yeah. still broadsheet, but yeah. it's smaller. Uh, it's smaller size than it was than it was back then. But um, when I started in Bay Ridge, um, now I've completely forgot my train of thought. Where About Democrats, going? Republicans. Oh, th- yeah. they always said that it was a, like a Republican stronghold. And Vinnie Gentile, actually, when he run that, he when he won the state senate seat back in ninety seven. 96, 97, it was, everyone was surprised because he actually pulled more than 50% of the vote. Right. He came in with like about 51%, and but he was going up against two Republicans, but Bay Ridge has always been known as like a, a kind of a Republican stronghold and has, has had Republican state senators, uh, Republican councilmen, I think Marty Golden yep. when, when he was in, when obviously. They f- when, they s- when they flipped. Yeah, yep. and then uh, Marty Golden went to the state senate. He's a Republican. Vito Fisella all those years, and Susan Molinari, and... You know, a lot of it, but a lot of it gets back to when you came out to Bay Ridge for the gerrymandering panel. A lot of that perception has to do with gerrymandering. So even today, when as far as voter registration, I mean, I think Dems outnumber Republicans almost three to one at this point. I always try to point that out to yeah. everyone. It's it's um, Bay Ridge, while it te- it could vote Republican, it was still largely oh, almost. I mean, yeah. I don't know exactly, but even back then. Dems always had the upper hand as far as registration. And yeah. Just because in certain areas where they outnumber the Dems in Bay Ridge, we lose the seats to Republicans. No, that's it. But so now, look, now, but now you're there. You're in. I'm in. You're in. You're, and the big story yesterday that you might read about on BrooklynDaily.com, our, our, <laughs> sister, our sister publication, as we like to call it, that I ha- also happen to edit. <laughs> uh, yesterday's big story was the Angel Guardian Home. We yep. found out on Friday... The Angel Guardian Home, which, if you're not familiar, Johnny, I'm not. No, you're not. Of course not. Is it's literally a, <laughs> it's a city block. Yeah. No right? kidding. It's between 63rd and 64th, 62nd and 63rd. Yeah. And uh, 13th and There's, 14th. Yep. 13th and 14th. And or it, 12th it was, and 13th. 12th and 13th. All right. I have somewhere it written, in there. I have it written down somewhere. The, the, my notes aren't large enough. <laughs> As you get older, it's more difficult to see. 
what's what's directly in front of you. Sure. It's really scary. <laughs> you're turning 40, right? Trust me, it's 42. 42. Right, like right now, you're wearing glasses. <laughs> and you I could, didn't always wear glasses. I know, but you yeah. could see they're for distance, right? Yeah. But then when you look at something close, you could still see it. Sure. Right? In five years, it's, you will not be able to see it. It's all gone. I can't wait. I speak from experience. I'm really looking forward to that. No, no, it's, it's what happens. So, so <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, no, it's great. So the Angel Guardian home, which is literally an entire city block, has been has been sold. So you tweeted right after it was sold, right after you read about it in the in the paper, that all right, what what was your tweet? You said that this this is uh, bad. <laughs> I said it was no bueno. Yeah, uh, we, there was there's a group called the Guardians of is the Guardians. Ita- is that Italian? <laughs> no, oh. it's not. Okay. Um, there's a group called the Guardians of the Guardians that have been organizing around this, just sort of preparing the community for the inevitability of this space becoming available and there being a sale and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, now it seems like there was a – well, I'll, I won't step on your – That's okay. Uh, Go yes, ahead. I mean, now it seems like they made a sort of a sale under the cloak of darkness and um, mm. without any real community input – um, it seems like it's going to, you know, be sold obviously to the highest bidder. But someone who doesn't really care about what the community has been has been calling for, which is either affordable senior housing or a school or both, because it's a massive uh, plot. Right. So, so I know it's it's just outside your district. You said? Yeah, it's a, it's a Councilman Manchaka. It's Manchaka. Yeah. So we'll talk to him about it, but not right now. But in the meantime, you know, what do you think should go there? And more importantly, what will actually go there? Well, I think it remains to be seen. It remains to be seen who actually had the highest bid. We don't know. I think we're judge. We're basing it on, uh, at least now, the 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 highest bidder saying that they promised "quote unquote" some affordable housing, which are the most. I mean, there couldn't be more disconcerting words I've ever heard. Um, just because it's so vague and it's so those things are so important. Um, but look, we, we desperately need affordable senior housing. We, we you know there's a lot of seniors living on a fixed income who don't want to move to a home or move out. You know they want to stay where they've, they've lived their whole lives and mm-hmm. built their whole lives. And we need we need um, uh, public school seats as well. I mean the district is is woefully overcrowded. So there was some back and forth about you know could it you know some people only wanted senior affordable senior housing. Um, but it's such a giant plot of land that it would be silly not to at least consider putting a school there as well. But now it looks like we're going to have to fight just to get some affordable housing there because the new, you know, the, the highest bidder is saying basically, I guess they're just going to put up some luxury condos, which is something we do not need and no one can afford. Um, and it's it's basically, you know, the the, uh, the folks who sold the place are basically giving our neighborhood the finger as they as they as they leave and um, those are those are the nuns the nuns are giving us the finger oh my wow. goodness. Um, no it, it's crazy that's a bold statement because yeah. there's because there's um, you know there's the community has been very very vocal and very very clear as to what is really needed here so to not um, to not broker in good faith is is really unfortunate to say so, the least so they originally said that they were trying to sell I forget to the it was part of the church or something to like Catholic that. charities uh, to Catholic charities yeah. okay and then Catholic charities was going to use the space that was there to do something for themselves but then that deal fell through it's apparently yeah okay that, that, I mean we reported that that we right and then I think ago. it was back on the table I think there's some been, been some back and forth I know that the you know the uh, school construction authority was certainly at the table they were part of a couple of the bids but I just we just don't know who actually won the bid, so we don't know what, what their plan is right is, now. is Angel Guardian part of the Catholic Church, or is it separate? Or I That's know. a good question. I don't know. I ask the tough questions. You, you really do. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, I know that some people... My mom uh, grew up on Tabor Court, mm-hmm. and I know those people, the people that are living there are a little apoplectic about what's, what's happening there. They want... It's safe because... You know, this entire city block is a lot of green space, a lot of open space. There's some old buildings there that they'd like to see saved. Yep. And uh, but you know, I mean, it's unheard of that we get this much that this much land. This is the available. biggest development yeah. in Bay Ridge, uh, in the area. It's not technically so it's eh, Diker, you know, kind of Benson. Well, if you ask my mother who grew up on Tabor Court, she says it's Bay Ridge. Okay, okay, <laughs> so she knows. We so. can go. Well, yeah. let's go with. <laughs> Is yeah. that what you want to go with, Johnny? Mrs. Demas. Okay, so I don't think we should said. wave the white flag just yet. I think that there's still a lot of political pressure we can put on the the new owners to, see, and we really need to see what their plan is. Well, there's always kind of the <laughs> it's kind of the shaming, you know. The, there's new de- there's new developers in there, and if everyone 
is upset about something and they they make that clear in places like you know the Bay Ridge Courier or the Brooklyn Paper or on Brooklyn Paper Radio, people tend to react to that. Sure. Developers tend to react to that. And I know. I mean, I remember back in in the nineties when they wanted to build the the mega mall. Oh, the movie theater. Yeah. Well, the movie theater was yeah. the UA down on um, by the pier. Down by the pier, which eventually became condos, yep. which. Surprisingly, was the somehow the better option. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the better option. And then they wanted to build above the railroad tracks. Oh yeah, right, right. They always that always comes back around every couple of years. The railroad track deal, uh, Charlie Katz, and uh, they wanted to build a bunch of uh, of giant stores above the railroad tracks. That's right next to Tabor Court yep. along along Thirteenth Avenue, right along right along the railroad tracks, and uh, that was actually crushed. By uh, that, that ended up being a state deal. It was crushed by uh, by Governor Pataki. So stopped in its tracks. Literally stopped in its tracks. That probably would have been. That probably was the headline. Headline. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had lots of crazy headlines. <laughs> Man, no, but I think in this situation, it's unfortunate because you had the community who was already organizing and being clear about what they wanted. So we weren't put in a situation where now we have to sort of deal when the ink is already dry. Like we were being very clear and vocal as to what folks wanted developers certainly whoever that they had on the ground uh, I'm sure was aware of that yeah. um, but they ignored it well ultimately uh, what they can do is just go in and build you know what zoning allows right. you know whenever you know whenever developers now I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with a plan where they're like look we want to build something bigger we want to build something else because this is a huge piece of land yeah we want to change the zoning and when that happens then the city and and People have have an ability to you know really weigh in because in order to get a zoning change they're going to have to go to the city and you know can we do this sure and then the city counts well I think the city certainly looks more favorably on if they're building affordable housing or if they're building a school rather than just you know more luxury condominiums but if they're not looking for a zoning change and they're just looking to demolish what's there yeah but they build, won't be able to build much right because I think it's, it's only zoned for two stories no nah, from what I looked at yesterday. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was R5. R5. So, right. So, because so, I remember at the meeting, people were talking about if we really wanted to maximize the space, we need to change the zoning so that they can build higher. Right. Um, I think it can go, from what I understood, and I could be wrong, it can go like 40 feet and it can go, it would be uh, like row house and apartments. Right, right. So, that, cause that's basically what's currently there. Yeah, right? what's there. It's not, it's, it's nothing special. Right. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they do try to seek a zoning change. And when they try to seek that zoning change, that's when you know the the neighborhood can really step yeah, in. Yeah, without a doubt. Oh, have because eventually it comes to the council yeah, for yeah. approval. Any zoning change like that. So that's what we got. So look, well, let's just let's take a quick break. Why don't you take a quick break? Let's take a quick break. <laughs> take a quick break. We're doing okay. It's good. All right. Part of what we do. Johnny loves taking quick breaks. Read <laughs> commercials. <laughs> uh, this one's you have yours. Which one? Do you I have? got mine. Which one you got? I got the Village Care Max. You got Village Care Max. Dare I? Yeah, you go first. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are out there and you're worried that you're going to have to put a loved one in a nursing home, have no fear. You're listening to the right show because you got to see what's possible when healthcare gets personal over at Village Care Max. They're a Medicaid managed long term plan. They help keep you stay in your home and in your community for as long as you possibly want. If you're out in Bay Ridge, we'll keep you in your home. They get a team of healthcare professionals that work with your doctor around the clock, no matter what time or day, even on Christmas. You want more information? Don't take it from me. Give them a call, 1-800-469-6292, or visit them online at villagecaremax.org. Village Care Max, live the life you want to live. You got to live that life. You do. You got to live that life. And while you're living that life, if you're looking for a dentist who provides quality care and an affordable price, you can look no further than Dr. Joseph Lichter, because Dr. Joseph Lichter, skilled hygienists and dentists in his state-of-the-art office, they use the most up-to-date technologies and uh, techniques to provide you the best experience possible. Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleanings. That's right. Fillings. Do that too. Root canal therapy. All the above. Tooth extractions. Take it out. But in addition, they offer the latest in restorative and cosmetic dentistry, including implants, porcelain veneers and crowns my personal favorite fixed bridges love those and more procedures that can make a broken smile look like new listen you want to go to lichter but you don't just want to show up at the office you want to call you want to make an appointment you give him a call he's at 718-339-7878 you can set up an appointment that's going to improve 
your quality of life. Dr. Lichter is located at 1420 Avenue P between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood. Is that one of your districts? No. No, you're not there? (laughs) But I I would consider going there to see the Dr. L. No, he's awesome. (laughs) He's between East 14th and East 15th Streets. You can visit his website anytime. That's right. 24-7. Website never closes. Never does. You can't get any work done at the website, but, (laughs) you know. He's at josephlichterdds.com. That's that. Is that that? Well, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day. Um, should I keep the music going? Yeah, keep the music going. All right, let's keep the music I was talking going. to my wife. No, shut the music. Shut the, shut the music. I thought that was live. It's live. It's live, but... Tell the guy to stop playing. Tell there we the go. band. <laughs> that was you on guitar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got one of those keyboard guitars? <laughs> guitar. Those are good. So I was talking to my wife the other day, and she says to me, Vinny, the, uh, the car is making a funny noise. So you know what I said to her? No. I said, what are you talking to me for? Call Sal. You gotta call Sal. Call Sal because Sal's transmissions will solve any problems that you have with any noises that you have. Maybe Sal will say to you, "You're crazy. That's no noise," which I could have done, and probably would have done. <laughs> or Sal get inside that car, look inside that transmission. He's going to find out what's wrong, and he's going to fix it for you. They are family-owned and operated for generations. Wow. Sal's transmissions, twenty ninety-two Stillwell Avenue. They're open today. They're open now. I gotta get over there. You hearing a knocking sound? You hearing anything? When I shake my head. Something kind of <laughs> weird? You can give them a call. They're at 718 714 4117. Don't ask me. No. Ask Sal. You gotta <laughs> ask Sal. Thank you. All right. They do the whole cash for clunkers thing. They stop that? that, Johnny. Oh. That's over. <laughs> so, oh, was that, how, were, you, were, you, were you six? When so they did Cash for Clunkers? How I old were you? I never really understood what that was. You're, more of, a, you're more of a Cars for Kids guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, I want to open up the phones. Oh, Uh-oh. If anybody wants to call us. <laughs> this could only go badly. You want to just give us a call right now. You're to talk to Tony, the call screener. Tony's, yeah, Tony's screening calls today. So it's not like you're going to get right through. No. There might be a busy signal. Those days are over. Yeah, but Tony's going to... Tony, we, we are opening... I'm sending him a message. We are opening... <laughs> the floodgates. The phone lines. There you go. To speak with Vince DiMaselli here at Brooklyn Paper Radio, along with Justin Brand, the new councilman from Bay Ridge, is 718-260-T's. With a Z. <laughs> a Z. That's 718-260-8329, because no one knows what the letters are. On on the keypad anymore. Well, no, no one remember. Do you? St- I still remember some of the kids I grew up with. I mm-hmm. remember their phone number. I but I couldn't tell you like my wife's phone number. the <laughs> The last phone number I remember was my friend Billy. It was the last number that he 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 moved to Manhattan right before I got a cell phone, and it's the last phone number that I remember. Right. After I got a cell phone, I didn't need to remember any numbers anymore right. because you just put it into the cell phone and you use that to dial. But so the days of T's are kind of. Well, I you know, T's <laughs> T's is kind of cool, yeah. you know. <laughs> we got a Z. Anything with a Z it's is very, yeah. it's very it's old school. All right, we've opened the phone lines, and uh, you can give us a call seven one eight two six zero T's. That's eight three two nine. Lines are open, but <laughs> I, I love T's. It's good stuff. So, all right, now another big story going on right now with with the council that you're going to jump right into. And we're going to talk to you about right now. It's term limits. Sure. All right. So the city, the voters in the city have demanded like twice now that there be term limit twice, three I times. I think it was three times. Might even be three times that uh, the the council just have a, a term term limits of uh, two terms to eight years. And uh, so my question to you is: This is coming up. I mean, they're they're trying to push it through. They're trying to extend it again to a twelve year term. Where do you stand on it now that you have so much to gain? <laughs> I mean, I stand on it just as I stand. I stood on it before. I mean, I think the argument. I think some folks have made some pretty logical arguments for why it makes sense as far as being a check on the executive branch. Where, in order for the council to really be a check, they have to outlive the executive branch, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I think the voters have already made it clear where they stand on this. Um, so. Um, you know, I, I would say that t- above all, politicians are not the ones who should decide this. I think, if anything, you put it to a vote again, and I think voters will vote it down again. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't, great. But um, but do you put it to a vote after you make it twelve years? No, you like gotta, they did last no, time. That, no, or? that's insane. You got to put it to a vote and say if you if you want it for, for us to extend terms, and great, we'll do it. If so not, if you if 
if it came up in the council and they were trying to push this through, you're a no vote. I would be a yes vote to put it to the people. To put it to the people. But I'm not going to... I would never vote to give myself an, another term. That's an crazy. Extra, an yeah, extra... Well... People's champion. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Johnny. I like it. That's what Johnny does. No, I think it's crazy. I think... Look, I think there are... I don't I don't agree with the the pension argument, all that. It's, it's, it's sort of self-serving. I don't. You didn't get into public service to make money. If I wanted to make money, I would do something else. You get into public service because it's service. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some rational arguments with the term limits, but but ultimately it's for the people to decide, and I think that they'll decide against it, and that's what we should... How did you vote when uh, when it was up for... when it was to the people and you were a person? I don't remember. You don't remember how you voted? No, it's you know it's on the back of the ballot. I voted on the back of the ballot for term limits. You voted for term limits. I wanted term yeah, limits. Yeah, I think term limits are good. I think we need term yeah. limits in so the... Uh, for I the think p- the state should have term limits. I, I agree. So for the people like me who don't know how it currently stands... Who doesn't stands, know what a term limit is. Or really anything about this. You know, this inside baseball stuff. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're really going deep. Yeah, you yeah. Guys, <laughs> we're in the weeds over here. Way yeah. over my head here. <laughs> yeah. Are there? So right now there's no limit. There's just no limit. No, in no. The, city, the city there's a limit. Uh-huh. The city you can serve two terms uh-huh. as a council person or as the mayor or as any of the other city seats. Two terms being eight years. Yeah, and we're trying to give it four more. We're not trying to do anything. <laughs> but <the laughs> everyone in this room is just kind of seems to be against okay. the, the concept right. of It started by all the guys who were running for speaker, which is another episode. Ooh, yeah. It started there's a there's someone who runs to be the leader of the body. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they they sort of brought it up. All right. Thank you for the clarification. Where do you stand on speaker? What do you think? Are you, are you lean in any way here? I mean, I've, I'm look. I'm friends with all of them. I, I worked with a lot of them as a staffer on, under under Councilman Gentile. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm looking for someone that's going to put the body before their own sort of personal ambition. And um, I think there's a bunch of good candidates, but it's still early. To, it's still early to say. It's still too early to say, Johnny. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Can you name a candidate, Johnny, for speaker? Who are you with, Johnny? I'm with uh, you know. The, guy, um, the guy with the uh, the thing. Yeah, the one with the thing. The shoes. The shoes <laughs> and the hair and the hat. Okay, Chris Christie. The man, not Chris Christie. Although you mentioned fixed bridges earlier, and it made me think of Chris Christie. This, is this the headline writer? This is what happened. <laughs> I try to bring up Christie every show. <laughs> Keep that dream alive, huh? <laughs> yeah, Christie twenty twenty. There you go. Yeah, huh? It's very exciting. big fan over here. All right, all right. So we talked about Angel Guardian. <laughs> we talked about the council, the uh, the race for. Uh, well, we talked about term limits. We were talking about the race for the next speaker. Now you don't have a shot at the, at being the next speaker. No, I think it's too late to throw my hat in the ring. You can't for that do one, that. Yeah. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let you. Now, why wasn't Vinny Gentile ever speaker? He was there for so long. He never wanted to run. I mean, he he put he was on board early with. I know when when um, then. Councilman de Blasio was running for speaker. I know he was part of his early uh, strategy sessions, but I don't know. Vinny never uh, took the leap. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't take the leap. I got I to be honest with you. I was disappointed with Vinny Gentile's tenure in the council and the state senate. I was basically I, disappointed with Vinny Gentile. Really? How come? Because it seemed when he won, again, back in 19... 97 or 90, whatever it was. It was very... 96, uh, I think. It, it might have been 96. Yeah, yeah, 96, because I was doing the... the uh, At the time, there was um, an election for surrogate court. Uh, Lila Gold and Michael Feinberg, Feinstein, Feinberg, Feinstein, who ended up getting indicted. He won and ended up getting indicted. <laughs> Shocker. But um, it was a big... So that was a big race. And then the other big race that year... Was the state senate seat, which was Bob DiCarlo. All oh, right, and um, is that Jeter's first year too? Ninety six was Jeter's first year. I had a lot going on that year. Yeah, <laughs> was I'm dealing with politics. <laughs> I'm watching Jeter's coming in. I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching Tony Tarasco point and say, "No, he went after the ball. He th- that kid, <laughs> Jeffrey Mayer." I was listening. I was actually going to some political event when that home run was hit. Nice, because uh, it was. I think it was an afternoon game. Pull it up. Do you have that audio? Pull it up. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky, <laughs> he's here all week yeah. coming up with audio. You gotta, you gotta predict where we're going. Right. No, I try, I try. What do I got here? Yeah. So that was that was a big. And when Vinny won, it was you know I you know I went to we didn't know who was going to win the, that night, and I was at I guess I was it was it was uh, um, uh, John Gangemi and Bob DiCarlo. Yep. and they split the Republican vote. And but Gentilly got in, as I said before, with like fifty one percent, even though 
the two Republicans split right. the vote. And that Gangemi was a Molinari guy. Uh, guy Molinari put him up because he and DiCarlo didn't get along for some reason. I don't know why. I had just started in, pol- in you know, covering politics at the time. And um, Gentile won. And it was like, it was really exciting because it was, it was like a Cinderella story. He right. wasn't expected to win. Right, exactly. And, uh, but then, you know, you know, we covered a couple of softball games between him and Golden, and you know, it just, it just, it, it never seemed like anything came Baseball! out of it. It, it might have been my first, uh, you know, like political depression. Like mm-hmm. I thought something <laughs> great was going to happen because when you're young, you think everything great is going to happen. And now I sit here, and these reporters come into my office, Justin, and they say, "No, this is change. Change is happening." I'm like, you know, you're up against a big machine here, a yeah. big machine, and I've seen people, you know, make those. Uh, Declarations and then nothing come out of it because it, there's there's so much to uh, to fight. I mean, I think I think Vinny, Vinny was focused certainly more more than on legislation than he was focused on constituent service. So I think the folks that can say that they came to his office and that's really what I learned was that that's really ultimately as a as a city council person, I think your number one focus is 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 that. Well. Constituent service. Well, if you were Bob DiCarlo, your number one focus was to show up at an event with a giant check. Right. And one of this those is really big ones. Yeah, like he would show up with giant checks at senior centers. But see, that's even something now that's been sort of demystified. Th- that doesn't happen. Uh, well, the I have giant s- check. I haven't seen the giant checks well, in a long time. Because it's not the Price is Right. I mean, that's not what you do. <laughs> it's a, you don't say here's a giant check of your taxpayer money like it's a game show. Yeah, that was it. Was always signed <laughs> by Bob DeCarlo. Yeah, like it's a, like that's what I always say when you <laughs> when, when politicians go around and say I allocated this. I you didn't allocate anything. You didn't take it out of your checking account. This is taxpayer that's money. Right. It's taxpayer money. Yeah. There is, you know, I always, and I tell this to the reporters, as, as you might guess. You, you, you studied journalism, right? Yeah, yeah. You did. Why, why didn't you get into that? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I felt... Yeah, because there's so much money here. Well, right. Yeah, there was just too much money. <laughs> I felt, it just felt dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, why did you... Why did I you, think I fell in love what with... Was your, what was your, uh, what did you graduate with? What was your... I, was st- I studied mass media and journalism. I think I loved the writing aspect of it. Uh-huh. But not um, yeah, I chasing the, the story. I made the same mistake. I made the same mistake. <laughs> I, I majored in communications, uh, which is like mass media, whatever. Right. And then when I graduated, I literally could have got a job at WFAN. Oh, nice. Because I didn't. The Yeah, I interned there. Remember when they first started, they would run out of. Pr- they w- I remember they would run out of sh- shows and they would just put Queen on. Really? Yeah. They would play We Are the Champions and then just play the whole album. (laughs) Just let it go. Just let it run. As long as you got the rights to do it, it's fine. We'll just run it. Yeah. Well, I interned there. Speaking of which, this is the last week of what's his face, right? Uh, Francesca. Yeah, he's on now. We're up against him. Uh, This is prime time. Forget that guy. It's the one like tough part in the show. You know, I was on the radio. I was on the radio (laughs) with uh, with Russo. Oh, nice. Francesca was out. Like he'd stepped out. I was at home. And um, I was sleeping because I, I worked crazy hours back then, and um, like like now. And I was sleeping on my bed middle of the afternoon, and the phone rings, and it's uh, I think his name is Bob Bob Gelb Bob Gelb I think it's Bob Gelb Bob Gelb was the producer. That sounds Good like guy. a radio program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's producer. He's like, hey, uh, Chris wants to talk to you. And I'm like, all right, put him on. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on here. I just thought Chris was in his office, <laughs> and he started talking to me because I did some. Uh, you know, they had the the. March Madness, you know, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, you know, the, I was in the office pool. I was like at the top, and I literally <laughs> you closed, know your strategy. I closed my eyes and circled everything. <laughs> they thought you were a real handicapper. But they put, yeah, they put me on. <laughs> it was crazy. And then I did. Here we are, a legendary handicapper, Vince DiMaggio. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, I'm 22 years old, knew nothing about college basketball, and what happened was I had picked like an underdog to win Gonzaga, and it was Manhattan College, I think, and they won the first round. They oh, like that's... shocked some other team. And I so I ended up on FAN, and it was it was. It's all about defense. It was I was not as good as I am right now. Johnny, roll that audio. Do you have it? <laughs> hey, Mikey, Mikey's not here. I'm gonna get uh, we're gonna get uh, Vinny, the underdog, Demaselli, on the phone right now. Here he is, Bob. You got him. You got him, Bob. That's a damn good impression. I sat next to him. I got it. What tell about you. the other guy? Me here and you there having a little shows. Oh, that was oh <laughs> the late nights. I used to do the late I, on Sundays. I would wait for him to come in. He would do the twelve o'clock show, and he'd get in around ten o'clock. Steve Summers, he's still Steve on. Yeah, Summers. Me here, you there. He's great. And he would come in, and one day he says to me, "He's like, Vinny, I need you to get me all the, uh, <laughs> all the. I need you. I need you to get me all the information you can on one Philip 
Rizzuto. <laughs> and he did a whole show on why Phil Rizzuto should be in the Hall of Fame, because he wasn't in the Hall of Fame yet. Oh, wow. And I had to go. This is 1992. The no, it, it was... Th- you had to go to the, to the baseball encyclopedia. Oh, wow. And you had to break it open. And he wanted all these comparisons between other players and stuff. And I broke it all down for him. And then he did the show. And he, he knocked it out. And then, like, three days later, Rizzuto got in. Nice. That was because so, of your... Did he thank you at the, when he got... No, he didn't thank me. <sighs> if you ever heard his speech, it's... it's oh, fantastic. God, hit it, Johnny. You have it? He's <laughs> <laughs> doing a great job. <laughs> What but do you, you think th- about how crazy, though, data has gotten in sports now? Like, when, when when the color guy is trying to kill time, he'll say, well, actually, it's the first time that it's ever rained in a Padres game. Like, do I need to know that? <laughs> There's, I, I get fed they up. Go, they get crazy. With no, it. I get crazy with the with the new stats. Wins above replacement. That's it, like wins above War. replacement. Were, were you in my office talking about this yesterday? I don't think so. I, was t- I don't know if it was, uh, well, it was somebody. But it's just like I'm reading a story about like who the Yankees could go after. Right. And I heard it's Machado, first of all, by the way. I hate the expression slash line. Right. Because <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know what's on the slash line. Right. I don't know which one is batting average, which one's slugging, and what's the slugging other one. I don't even know what yeah. the other one is. You right. know. So they're like, oh, we got a slash line here and there, and the wins above replacement. Like it said, wins above replacement, and it's like 17 percent. Like, and I, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a sports fan. Right. Like, I'm a baseball, I'm a hardcore baseball fan. <laughs> now you have to be a man. And I'm reading, yeah, I'm reading like <laughs> Joel Sherman. Probably doesn't do it as much. The other guy in the post does it more. I forget his name. The other columnist in the post. But whatever. Good guy. I can, just, you know what? I, I don't believe in acronyms. I don't believe in. Uh, What's the one where like a letter follows a letter? We talked about this, you know. The alphabet. Like, that's the alphabet. That's the alphabet. But you know, a sentence, you know, with the same alliteration. Li- alliterate. Big that fan. That has nothing to do with what we're talking. Big about. Big fan of alliteration. <laughs> so. it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I like them. Listen, our lines are open. You can give us a call right now. Hey, everybody. Councilman Justin Brandon is here. He's at seven one eight two six zero T's. That's T E A Z eight three two nine. You can give us a call right now. <laughs> the lines are open. Lines are open. They're wide open now. <laughs> All right, lines are open. You'll talk to Tony. Yeah, and that's that. All right. So, uh, how are we doing on time? You're in the forty fifth minute. Wow. 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 We are. Wow. This is fantastic. flying. So we got to do. We'll talk about a couple more things that I have on my list. Okay. And then we will. Uh, we got to do one more set of ads. Oh, we got to do. We got to do a song. And we got to do a song. You're gonna have to do a song. They told me to bring my guitar. Yeah, no, I said bring your guitar. <laughs> that was my idea. I said bring your guitar. One, All of, right. one of the Julianne's told me. I have two Julianne's. You also you, have two bills. Yeah, I'm. Saying I have two bills, two Julianne's. Do you only hire bills Leans? and Julianne's. I. Uh, well, no, it just it sometimes just works out that way. <laughs> and when I was hiring the second Julianne, I said to the first Julianne, I said, should I hire a second Julianne? She's like, no. <laughs> At least she's honest. I want to be the only Julianne. It's going to be very confusing. Julianne is a name that you could, you know, like they don't usually have your magnet at the store. That's me too, because yeah. I'm Vince. Yeah, that's a tough. You one. can't find a Vince anywhere. You yeah. find a Vincent, you might find a Vincent. Vinny. Justin's right. tough. Just in time. Johnny. No Johnny, problem. Yeah, you can't even. Johnny's easy. You had the life of Riley. It's true. Yeah, that's yeah. It's been so great. You have like you have. You have little uh, license plates everywhere, from every ton state. Of them. <laughs> ton of them. <laughs> All 50 ones. <laughs> Las Vegas, Johnny. <laughs> Rhode <laughs> Island, Johnny. Oh, there's my license plate. He's done it again. All right, so this was a very contentious race yes. to win this seat. That's sure. right. A, and, we, and as it should have been. I mean, it's the first time the seat was open in almost 20 years. It took a long time. Well, it was, well, it was, it was 15 years. Because he... 2003, Vinny, he, he won the seat. Vinny got in right before... It was some weird, you know, circumstance that allowed him to stay well, it was in. Was special because he because because he did two years and then he was able to do three more, right? That and it? that was when they voted in the term limits. Yeah. so that's why he got such a long term. Oh, that's nice. I wonder where he's going to go. There was there. actually uh, Councilman Greenfield. If he had stayed, he would have had another term. He could have stayed. Yeah. Well, he just left after one one. No, he was there. Oh, he had two terms, two. but he could have stayed for one more. Yeah. Interesting. And he just he checked out. No, what are you going to do? Uh, we 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 wrote all about that. I, I'm not going to get into that. Now. <laughs> Let's talk about your race. Yeah. Were you were you were you nervous? Sure, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I um, I uh, we never took anything for granted. We knew that the primary and the general were going to be tight and competitive races, and we ran our campaign. You know, but we never. I never thought I was going to win in a landslide. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, Vinny Gentili when he won the seat, he won by 31 votes. So I think we won by wow. about 800 votes. I mean, I'll take it. Who do you run against? Rosemary O'Keefe. Oh, O'Keefe. Wow. Yeah. 
I remember it was that. a crowded race, but yeah. I mean, he won by thirty. That went to that went to paper. I mean, they had to count ballots at board of elections and yada yada yada. So that was tight. So, so you have the the primaries first, and now the primary you had it was lots of people going after. I think uh, uh, Kader Eliatim. Yep, he was probably you know the Cinderella story of the race. Got a lot of you know out. You know, media outside of Bay Ridge yeah. really, you know, latched. I the term is the darling of the press. He, he could have been considered the darling of the press. <laughs> it was a great story. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. a, fan, it was a fantastic great, story. Great campaign. Uh, yeah, great I, I wrote here, media darling is, was See, one of the <laughs> I had that. Again, it's real small. But <laughs> and then, but then there were, there were candidates that, you know, they kind of come out of thin air, like Nancy Tong, for yep. instance. Nancy Tong barely ran a race, as far as I could tell. When we tried to get her to come in here, it took a long time to even get her on the phone. She finally gets on the phone. She comes in here. We we had her in for uh, a sit down. She do a show? No, no. Oh, when you did the no. uh, when the we were doing interviews. the sit down, we did all the yeah. interviews, and she did a sit down. And it's like, you know, but she pulled in. She got a lot of votes. Sure, she got a lot of votes. So, like, it just seemed like that she was there. Like to me, in in retrospect, looking at it, it just seemed like she was there to take votes away from Elliot team because it seemed like somebody just put her up to it. No, I mean she, As you I know, she had pen. a base of support. I mean she came, she comes out of Assemblyman Colton and Mar- and Councilman Traeger's club. So mm-hmm. and she's a district leader. I mean, she had a base of support. She you know, I mean like you had a lot of candidates in 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 uh in the primary on both sides and everyone got maximum matching funds. So there was, you know, everyone was competitive. Everyone had the same amount of money to spend and it's just a matter of how they ran their races, but um but if she's not in the race, do you win? Mm. Who knows? There's no you could you could you know think about this. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, because that's that's what I do. That's I got to look at these <laughs> things afterwards and I got to check it out. It, it seems to me like that's what because I had no idea going through these things. You know, when I I I've been doing this like I said a long time. I might be a little jaded, but uh, you know, and I remember I remember how you know Bob DiCarlo was defeated by by Molinari. Basically, because he ran, you know, Ganjemi against him, and yeah. then and I mean, and look, I can tell you, Nancy's campaign was absolutely serious. It was in no way done to take votes away from anybody. Um, and I look, I don't know that if she's in the race, to all those votes go to any candidate. I think that's all spread out. No they, one knows. You don't know. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> Johnny, like, does. he's good. I like. I like <laughs> this guy. Johnny does. <laughs> Thank you. That's what Johnny. Yeah, does. I don't think. I mean, look, everyone ran a serious race. Everyone did tons of mail. Everyone, you know. Um, it wasn't like anyone was a you know was a stalking horse for anybody else, you know. Eh. All right, and <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll see. Let, let. All right, Johnny, we got to take a little break. Let's take a little break. We got to take one more break, and take we'll be back. Remember, the phone lines are open. That's you can right. call in any time. <laughs> you have a question. There's nothing stopping you. But if you're listening on a podcast, don't call in. No, you don't want to Tony, Tony's is, desk. Cool. Yeah, this is only live. One At, time, yeah, it's only live now. Call forwarding to Tony's cell. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll appreciate it. <laughs> you want to set this one off, or yeah, you go? All right. Well, I said it before, and I'll say it again. If you're worried about putting somebody in a nursing home, have no fear. Village Care Max is here. They're a Medicaid managed long term plan. They'll help you stay in your home and in your community for as long as possible. They'll have a team of healthcare professionals working with your doctor around the clock. They'll set up appointments. They'll put your medicine where it needs to be so you take your Tuesday pills on a Tuesday, the whole nine yards. You want more information? Don't take it from me. Check them out online, villagecaremax.org, or give them a call, 1-800-469-6292. That's 1-800-469-6292. And live the life you want to live. you got to live that life. you got to live that life. That's how it's got to be. And let me ask you, Justin, when was the last time you saw a quality dentist who was truly affordable? Uh, I haven't had insurance in quite a while. So now you're going to have insurance. <laughs> yeah, now wait. you're going to have the best insurance in the world. First am I right? thing I do is I go to Dr. L. Dr. Joseph Lichter, Lichter accepts... I, I call him Dr. L. Dr. L. He accepts all plants. All of them. Well, a lot of them. Most of them. Don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Don't He's the state. He is the Johnny, state... don't get cute, all right? <laughs> He's the state-of-the-art dentistry. He's offered at extremely reasonable prices so that almost... Anyway, it says almost. Well, <laughs> He's not going out there and saying everybody. Almost, almost everybody can afford to get 
the smile they deserve. And right now, his prices are even more affordable because you just go into Lictor's office. You mentioned Brooklyn Paper Radio, and you get some special low prices for some of Lictor's most, Dr. L's, most <laughs> popular procedures. You know about Invisalign, Johnny? I don't, but I do now. That's because it's invisible. It is. <laughs> That's right. It is. And, that, and you know what? A lot of places cost $5,000 or more. Dr. Joseph Lichter, you will save more than more than $1,000. The copy here says over, but mm-hmm. I'm a more than guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a more than less Even than. Even like the sideways yeah, V. Porcelain veneers, which can go for $1,000 or more. Dr. Lichter, you pay only six seventy five, And get that bright smile you've always dreamed of for a limited time. Dr. Lichter, not uh, Dr. Zoom. Mm-mm. Dr. Lichter is offering the Zoom teeth whitening procedure for only $395. Call Dr. Lichter's office today. It's at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that will make you smile. That's 718-339-7878. Lichter is located, as always, at 1420 Avenue P, between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood, outside of Councilman Brown's District. <laughs> you can visit him online at josephlichterdds.com. How's your car doing, Johnny? I don't have a car, but... Then that's... I mean, really. I didn't set you up. No, my car... (laughs) I mean, just work with us here. (laughs) Justin, how's your car? It's all right, but it's making some weird noises. Some weird noises. Yeah. You want to ask me about that? Well, I mean, I I wish I had someone to go to. You know who you should go to? Who? Don't talk to me. No. What do you know? Talk to Sal. Sal. I heard about Sal. Sal at Sal's Transmission. The Transmission King. He is. You know, it's a family-run business. They've been doing it for years. Sal hears a noise... And he knows what it is. Right off the bat. He figures out what the problem is. Problem solved. One time at Sal lived in my car for a week. Because you know when you bring your car to the garage and it d- stops making the noise? Mm-hmm. Sal was like, no problem. I'll jump in the car with you. And he slept in my car for a month. That's it. Until and it, there it is. And then he got it. <laughs> yeah, it, it took a long time. That's the noise. <laughs> I heard it. And then he solved the problem. That's what Sal does. Sal's Transmissions 2092 Stillwell Avenue. That's in Brooklyn, of course. Seven one eight seven one four four one one seven. Sal's transmissions, Sal's transmissions, Sal's transmissions. Don't ask me about it. No, ask Sal. Got to ask Sal. Yeah, that's it. Is it Sal or Saul? Oh, here we go. Oh Jesus. (laughs) It's Sal's transmissions. It's Sal's transmissions. Now for crying out loud. I'm waiting for phone calls. I, uh, <laughs> I, think it's that, I think it's that tease. People are confused. I know. They're going to do it. So, no, listen. I, su- I see you, br- you brought a guitar. I did. You did. Now, tell us about... It's an acoustic, so you can't play any thrash here. And that, no. that's, what, that's what you guys did, though, right? Sure. All right. So, what, do you, what, can, you, what can you do for us? I don't know. I'll play some Dylan. Hey. Oh, Dylan. Did you bring your harmonica, Johnny? No. Oh, Johnny. I, uh, so, this is not going to be electric, Dylan. This is going to be like pre uh, pre electric pre the the folk. Uh, by the way, I went to Newport a couple weeks ago. You missed the f- it was a couple. The f- I, I've never been there for the uh, I've never been there for the for the folk festival. Yeah. But I've been to you've been to Newport. Yes. Have you been to the folk festival? Or you just been to Newport. Just Newport. Just Newport. Just for what? I don't, I don't remember. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so then you know. I mean, Newport is one of the nicest places. Connecticut. Uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. I oh, knew I was Johnny. Rhode Island. Northeast. It's where uh, what's his name? Chris Christie's governor. Ah, uh, not okay? anymore. No, though. All right. Newport. <laughs> Newport's fantastic, and my kid loves it. And my wife loves it, and every time we go there, I get a new pair of uh, sweats because it's usually too cold uh, for shorts, and I end up having to buy a pair of sweats. They got an LL Bean thing in Maine. I'm pretty sure. You know, I don't know what we would do without you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really what you bring to the table. It's really it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's a bag he's of like, he keeps saying to me, "Can we change it to the Vinny and Johnny show?" <laughs> I can't even get my picture on the thing. No, I get no respect. I get no respect. No, nothing, nothing. All right, so you're gonna do a little Dylan for yeah, us. Yeah. You're gonna play. He's gonna play us out. Playing us out. We're gonna listen to. And you're gonna sing, or you're just gonna you're gonna no, do the sing. whole thing. Gotta sing along. Oh, right, we'll sing along. If I know the word, wait. Let me get the lyrics. What yeah, are we doing? What's the song? We're gonna here? do times they are a changer. Oh, I've oh. I've heard that one. Great song. It's a new one. Well, hold on. <laughs> and this is now. Do you think that you know getting into office, in fact, the times they are a changing? Yes. I hope so. It's time. You know, you know, with me, it's tough. You got, you got <laughs> I know. A, I can, nothing gets by you. Nothing. We're so. gonna make you. We're gonna make you a believer again, like you were in '96. I hope so. 
There Here you we go. go. Are we going? <laughs> yeah. So this is it for everybody. We'll see. Uh, what you no, see we're going to play week? it out. We'll do a round of applause. Oh, and we'll, we'll do a round of applause. We'll do a round of applause. Okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. All right. That's not bad. Sounds good. How we? How do we sound out there? Sound great. <laughs> We're getting funk. The phone. The, phone, the boards are burning. The boards up. lighting up. The boards lighting up. That's Tony. He's got to. He's got to run. There you go. <laughs> All right. Come gather around, people, wherever you roam. Roam. And admit that the waters around you have grown, and accept that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. Your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming Or you'll sink like a stone For the times they they are a-changing Come on, Johnny! Come writers and critics who prophesize with your pen Like Vince (laughs) And keep your eyes wide The chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheels still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming For the loser now will be later to win For the times they are changing That's my favorite one here. That's great. Which one are we doing? Mothers and Fathers? No. Senators and Congress? Okay, come. <laughs> Come senators and congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall. For he who gets hurt will be he who has stalled. There's a battle outside raging. It'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the time they are a-changing Last one, Johnny, come on! Ready? Yeah! Come mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging. Please get out of the new one if you can't lend a hand. For the times they are a changing. Come on, the times they are a changing. Woo! Wow, that was it was good on your part. <laughs> Terrible on my part, Johnny. I, I mean, I hope you had the auto tune on. Yeah, that was not bad. No, it was great. You, you what that? a show. I mean, <laughs> you want another one? I do another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're ready what to be. I think we're, no, I, I only know the Billy Joel version from when he went to Leningrad. <laughs> that's like, that's the one I'm working off. That's of. a deep cut. Yeah. That's <laughs> the one I'm working off. Of. What do you say? One more? No. No. No, we're done. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. We're thank done. you, Johnny. All right. Are you going to pick up the guitar? <laughs> no, I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I want to thank. Please. I want to thank Councilman Justin Brannon. No relation to Steve Bannon. Please. For coming in today. I don't mind a waxed cotton jacket, though. Is that, is that that's what he, he wears? likes those. He has those? But that's the only thing we see eye to eye on. Okay. All right. Listen, everybody has their, you know, good coat. Good what things. Do you do? It's right? a nice coat. Yeah, back and forth. All right. Guys got a good coat. <laughs> I want to thank my producer, Johnny. I want to thank our sponsors. Who are our sponsors, Johnny? Village thank Care him. Max. Live the and, life you want to live. Dr. L, Dr. Joseph Lichter. Ladies love Lichter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and of course, I, uh, you're not playing the music. Oh, are we play. Uh, you know what? I, I thought you were gonna play us out. I don't know. No. What are we doing? We, we ended we, with you a want song. Our regular intro. Our regular outro. Let's get it going. Thank you, thank you, Johnny. Hold on. For crying out loud, Johnny. There we go. I want to once again thank <laughs> Justin Justin Brown for coming on the show. It was Justin. fun. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out. Even of if here. you don't validate the parking, it was fun coming. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I can <laughs> do Johnny, you got any money? I don't know. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> again, a thanks to our uh, our our sponsors. That's right. Thanks to Johnny. Thanks to uh, Sal's Transmissions. That's, That's right. The best. Don't the best. talk to me. Talk to Sal. That's right. And we'll see you next week. All right. Brooklyn Paper Radio. Week. Take care. Bye. Peace.